0: This show contains four letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older.
1: Um, this is where people don't know the difference between half the people you know do drugs. They're just responsible adults, just like people who drink can be responsible adults.
0: Can he never evolve to the point of like actually cleaning up after himself? He, I, uh, s-
1: I never reached the marriage state. So I'm still larvo. a natural male. <laughs> and it's, it's the you know the old saying, if it doesn't bother you. Clean it up. Well, you don't want to say that to me because it doesn't bother me. And I'm not happy about tripping at this point because I'm all like, God damn it. And I shit you not, my first patient was a death, dumb, blind midget. Sorry about my shit intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin, aka KB Paper Stacks, aka Baldwin Escobar, aka Danger Zone, aka Vanilla Thriller, and aka MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that.
0: I'm dead. So I remember it like it was yesterday. My mom, my little brother Steven, and me are all walking to my mom's little red Mustang. and we're walking silently past these fences crowned with some of the sharpest barbed wire you'd ever seen in your life. Now, this wasn't the first time that I'd seen the razor wires, they called it, but it was intimidating nonetheless. I got that sinking feeling in my stomach when the gate buzzed to let us through and Mom had to go pick up her ID and pick up her keys. And then we had to walk past more of the death trap looking razor wire and through another buzzing gate. And I remember thinking as I'm looking at that wire, imagine being desperate enough to want to climb that fence and have to deal with all the cuts you'd get from that wire as you're going down. And then I'd snap back to reality and remember that when you're locked in a state penitentiary, you'll do just about anything to get out. As we climbed in my mom's Mustang at 15 years old, I looked over at her and I said, I'm done. I can't do this again next time. I love dad, but I just don't want to do this again for a while. See, when my dad got convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison, he didn't get sent to the county jail so we could just pop in and see him on a Tuesday. Like when your uncle got a DUI and had to spend the weekend inside and you had to go see him. Oh no, he went to a state prison that was like two and a half, almost three hours away. And for a while, every two weeks, we'd gas up the Mustang at like 6 a.m., grab some breakfast, and then drive almost three hours of the most miserable scenery you've ever gone through. If you love cows and rolling hills and seeing no human existence for almost three hours, then this would have been for you. But for me at 15 years old, it was excruciating like getting a root canal. We'd pull up to the jail, and for all of you out there in TV land who've never visited an actual state prison, you can't understand how disturbing the image is of the guard towers and the layers and layers of fencing and the razor wire when you first pull up. It's that moment of seeing your first armed guard and walking through a metal detector that you realize this isn't a movie. The first time you see your dad walk out of the back of the prison and come to the visitation area wearing a jumpsuit that matches all the other guys in the room that you can tell are prisoners, you realize this isn't a movie. This isn't a dream. This is reality. This is your new reality. And on this day, I was done. I would think silently on a lot of the trips down there before I finally had the nerve to talk to my mom about it. Next time we come, I'm going to tell her I can't do this again. I got to stop coming down here. Now, for me, I was just being an asshole 15-year-old teenager. I've already got all the hormones coursing through my veins, and I had plans before all this nonsense. I was going to be a lawyer, I was going to go to college, and in my head, none of us in my family deserve to have to endure the ride down to the prison. None of us should have to abide going to get 20 dollars quarters because the vending machines inside of a prison are about 300% markup. And none of us should have to give up our entire Saturday to do this. So on this day, I pulled the trigger and I said, Mom, I can't do this anymore. And for a while after, she'd go and see Dad with Just Steven in the car. And they'd go roughly every two weeks. And then it was roughly every month. And then she started going by herself every now and then, but it started to be once every two months. But she still went for years. And then one day, she just stopped going regularly. Now, for a while in my head, Dad was safe. Dad was filed away in prison. He wasn't getting into fights. He wasn't getting drunk and driving. He wasn't smacking me and my brother around with a Lone Ranger gun belt. He was in prison. And once every three to six months, we'd still go to see him. Well, about three weeks ago, all of that changed. See, my mom's been telling me and my little brother that dad was getting out of jail. And we've gotten our hopes up. Every single time he'd come up for parole, we'd get hyped that maybe this was going to be the time he'd get out of jail. And for years, it just wouldn't happen. He'd come up and get denied. And after a while, you kind of got numb to the idea that maybe life really meant life. And he was never coming home. Well, about six months ago, dad starts talking about the idea of going to a halfway house or a transition center, as they're called. He tells me, my mom and my little brother on this jailhouse phone that he calls us on that he's going to be getting out of there soon. He's coming out of there. And I'd silently roll my eyes because I'd gone through this before and I knew it was just more hope. And jailhouse hope is one of the most dangerous things that you can deal with. Well, about three weeks ago, I get a call from my mom i just gotten home from work. I'm standing in the driveway, so I let it go to voicemail. And I had a plan of calling her back later, but she calls back immediately. She never does this. Something could be wrong. Something could be completely wrong. Something could have gone wrong with her, and somebody's calling me from her phone. So in a panic, I pick it up, and she says, he's out. Your daddy's out of jail. He went to a transition center, and we we're going to have him there for a while. And she starts trailing off in my head because I'm hearing her say these words, but suddenly I'm numb again. But for a completely different reason. Dad's been safe and sound in state prison for 25 years. I've not been able to have my dad at some of the biggest moments in my life. He wasn't there for prom or marriage or seeing my son grow up. He didn't teach me to shave or teach me about girls. He just wasn't there. And now, he would be. He was getting out. He would be a free man in the world. This unstoppable force known as Dennis Smith that once stabbed the family dog because it may or may not have been possessed by demons... This guy who made me dispose of the bodies of kittens that had climbed on his car and left feet prints that he shot with a pellet rifle and once told me to fail the advanced placement test because I might get too much homework was going to be loose on the world. And suddenly I didn't know how to feel. Dad had been gone for so long that I'd gotten used to him being safe and sound in jail. So I spent about a week in a funk just processing how I felt that my dad was now going to be a free man. Not really sure how I felt, but feeling some kind of way. And the day finally came that I could go and see him. And as I pulled up to his new home, it was still prison-like, but there were no guard towers. There was a little bit of barbed wire, but there was no razor wire. And the little bit of razor wire I did see wasn't in surplus like it was at the state prison. There wasn't layers and layers of fencing. There was only one gate I had to go through. It felt different. It felt a lot more like these guys might be actually transitioning, for lack of a better term, into the world. And then I saw him. My dad's five foot seven, I'm six foot three, so it's always weird when I walk up to hug him, but when I walk up, I notice he's not wearing that prison jumpsuit that I've seen him wear for the last 25 fucking years. He's got a blue polo shirt on and blue jeans. And in that instance, I started to believe that maybe one day he would be back home. Maybe one day I might get to play drums while my dad played guitar. Maybe all the numbness could finally be replaced with some happiness. We sat down and we had our visit and he told stories from when we were young and told told us about fighting told us about buying pot and all the crazy things he did and then he started talking about me and my little brother being young and stuff like that And as I'm listening to him talk I remember this huge weight was being lifted off of me and when I walked out of the prison I didn't feel magically better but I realized that I'll never get that 25 years that I lost with my dad back but maybe instead of being so focused on what I lost I should focus on what I got back Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when Scooby-Doo was the first show to have guest stars when we were kids, like the Globetrotters or Batman and Robin, or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter at Gmail and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter Family. Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the 12 Chimes Radio Podcast, the Franchise Tag Sports Podcast, and the Rise Up with Chicken and Dragon Podcast. And this week we have a great story from Kenny where he very possibly could have gone to jail for doing the right thing. Now, without giving too much away, let me ask, have you ever been talking to the cops the moment the acid kicks in? If you have, you'll be able to relate. But if not, check out this week's show because it's going to be a wild ride. So check it out. We'll be right back.
1: I'm in a store and I'm singing. Hey, there's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not.
0: We sing all the time. No, it's not. So you told me about a a rather traumatic event in your life the other day that went on just out of nowhere.
1: I I almost went to the emergency room because I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. So... Why did you from the you were- traumatic event? That was not the traumatic event. So, to say, so
0: like, was the heart attack the traumatic event, like the, no. the possible impending heart attack the traumatic event, or no, it was, what uh, exactly happened it here? Because, was- ladies and gentlemen, I know the story, but I want Kenny to tell you
1: in excruciating detail how horrifying excruciating? You need to back off your mic a little bit. You're over there making out with it. <laughs> Shut up, Shane's eating asshole. Right? My waves are nice and conservative. His are all radical. Whatever, uh, dude. Kind of like ahead. our politics. Go ahead and tell your, po- your little podcasting story. Okay. So anyway, so it was Friday night, and uh, I had just uh, made arrangements at a friend's house to supply us with some uh, plant material that we needed in, okay. the, in our community, in our community. <laughs> <laughs> if okay. you will. Uh, and while I was over there, he told me that his guy had given him some things that are called gel tabs. Okay, and for so, those of you who I was don't saying, know, what are gel tabs for people who for the, have no idea? For those of you who don't know, back in the '90s, that was like the best acid you could get—like regular LSDs on paper, or sugar cubes, or liquid. Let me let me stop you right here and ask you: How old are you again, Kenny? Forty. Okay, go ahead. So just
0: keep keep going with the story. I just so, and, to, and so yeah, I've got a good
1: twenty. Years of LSD experience. <laughs> LSD's fun. You shouldn't do it all the time, but it's fun when you do it.
0: Oh, it can be horrible too, though. Like as good as it can yeah, be, you it the can right be environment. fucking horrible like, too. Like
1: the last time I did LSD before this, I lost half of it, and like really almost didn't take the other half because I was like, "Do I need to like wait a day until I calm down about losing this other five hits of acid before I try to enjoy the five hits I still have?" Excuse I cut you. it in half and it went flying. <laughs> You lost it to this day. I've never found that five strip of acid. Let me go ahead. uh, I was taking a business card and cutting it up with the same pair of scissors, trying to like do trajectory studies (laughs) like for forensics. (laughs) Like, where does this go when I clip it right here? Because it was like, I was mad, dude. It ended up having a good trip. But let me let me go ahead and tell the audience like, Kenny's house is a little dirty. No, even if by dirty standards don't explain it, the right word is cluttered. No, no. Nasty, it, yeah, all that too. But that doesn't matter. You could be nasty with only having sludge everywhere. I don't have any sludge. I have, <laughs> I have one million small items laying around.
0: Can he never evolve to the point of like actually cleaning up after himself? He, I, uh,
1: I never reached the marriage state, so I'm still larva. a natural male. <laughs> and it's, it's the you know the old saying: if it doesn't bother you, clean it up. Well, you don't want to say that to me because it doesn't bother me. So anyway, there's a lot of clutter. Never found that. But so he mentions he has these gel tabs, and I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, you want one? I was like, yeah, I'll take one. I'll take it for tonight because it's Friday. I oh, want shit to do on Saturday. And uh, he goes, be careful. It's like a whole ten strip in one hit. And I was like, wow, okay. Good. So <laughs> if you guys
0: don't know, when you first when you when you do any sort of LSD, the amount of
1: um, when he says ten strip, that means there's ten hits. Yeah. Some in this people, one, strip. one hit will generally not do much of anything for anybody it probably make your senses just a little bit more alert. Three hits could make an average person probably see a little bit of wavy lines. And you see a lot of rainbow refractions and stuff, kind of like lens effects, but in real life. When I was younger, like... If you do a five to ten strip, you're probably going to see some shit that you're going to be like, this is so freaking
0: cool. When I was in my 20s and we started messing around with this stuff, the very first time I did it was with an ex-girlfriend and I did two of them. And I was like, whoa, man, like... Wow! Like for a few hours and shit, I was all crazy and shit yes, like that. Yes,
1: and more hits also equals more hours. So
0: then I start hanging out with Kenny <laughs> around this time because Kenny had done everything way before I did. So by the time I like I'm a get big, welcomed I'm a into big the fan club of
1: expanding consciousness, well, and, when I and I don't do heroin, I don't do drugs that that lower the brain activity. I'm not big on pain pills. I'm not big on any kind of set. Uh, uh, I don't like Xanax. I don't like any of that shit. But I if like it pills. makes your brain like go into overdrive, I like that shit. Like that's well, what I like from like when I used to do Coke. It wasn't for a physical effect, which Coke has. It's a euphoria, but it's because your brain becomes highly active and you think about shit real fast and Well, when when I got welcomed into L S D is like your brain thinks of shit like of a, a thousand sideways, things at once. yeah, it's like a sideways well, expansion.
0: Well, when I got welcomed in, it was kind of like I finally got my, my letter jacket to come into the drug gang that you guys were all in and shit. Yeah. So when I get welcomed in, Kenny's like, nah, dude, You can't here. do two or three hits, you got like, 5 He's like, here, here's ten. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this, Kenny. <laughs> Pussy.
1: So you go procure So some anyway, yeah, I, I get these, no, I come home and I'm home for a while. Uh, I have to meet up with somebody who needs some of that plant material and do right. my thing, take a shower. And I was like, all right. So it's at this point, it's like nine 30, 10 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, I got to get my uh, exercise in. And once I take this ass, I don't know if I remember, I got to do my five laps around the neighborhood, get my mile and a half walk in. Cause, okay. Cause I have heart disease and
0: stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I'm an I eight- 80 year old man trapped in a 40 year old guy's no, body. No, dude,
1: You should be walking every now and then too. If you're not, did I do cardio two or three times a week, okay? Then what are you talking shit about, old man? <laughs> Why are you doing cardio? I don't have heart disease. You do. I keep bet going. you do. No, I don't. <laughs> Just because it's not diagnosed. Dy- oh, let's do your blood pressure right now. If it's not under 130, over 170, you have heart disease, nigga. And I know you grew up in the South, too. You 90% chance have heart disease, whether it's fucking diagnosed or not. My heart is not diseased. Okay? You ate a lot of fried food growing up. I was there. My heart is not diseased, okay? okay keep well, going. Keep going. Your heart, the heart starts dying the day you're born. So, <laughs> wow. probably starts dying in utero anyway so uh, my bright idea is i'll go do my exercise and i'll take this hit of acid before i'll go outside because acid takes a while to kick
0: in of course and as you get your blood rate it's not moving. like smoking
1: weed it's not pretty quick yeah my blood it'll make you trip better because your blood's going and it'll move it through the body faster there are so many people who are listening to this
0: podcast right now going what the
1: fuck are they talking about i have no idea they've
0: never done any sort of drugs
1: First of all, you hear about acid. You don't see little dinosaurs running around. Patterns kind of swirl. For anybody, you see like a lot of rainbow refractions off the corner of light sources. It's cool. It's visual. It's nothing crazy. You it's don't visualize. Fear and con- it's not fear yeah. and loathing in Las Vegas. That's, that's like eight different drugs mixed together. And I've gotten there, but it took a lot of money and time and it's not something <laughs> you can do often. Well, <laughs> I would do it more often if it wasn't so fucking expensive. But you got to mix like uppers with hallucinogenics <laughs> and lots of good weed. And that's not cheap to do. And you have to be up for a day or two. And then the mescaline kind of kicked in. Yeah, mescaline <laughs> will do some shit. Now DMT, you'll see some shit, but DMT wears off in 20 or 30 minutes.
0: I've never done DMT. I've heard about DMT. DMT I've heard crazy shit. I
1: haven't done it either. I, I'm trying to, try, uh, I'm not trying to procure any if the feds are listening, but I'm really trying to get me some DMT. So, <laughs> so I could, they call it the businessman's trip because you can literally be done in 30 or 40 minutes, but it's super intense during the 30 minutes.
0: So walk me through this. You've got like your track suit on. You're going out for a walk.
1: I got my little suit on. I do. I got my little leather jacket on. You seriously had a track suit on? I have a lot of
0: track suits. So you're like a la Tony had, Soprano and shit like that. Like, I had
1: my, my I had my my burgundy one on. The one
0: that's like velvety
1: and little, shit. Yeah, the, the one with the
0: little coat. <laughs> Kenny has a velvet tracksuit that seriously like you would think he I would have, have the fucking velvet, chains yes, with but it. I have
1: blue, burgundy and green. Okay, so your forest you're,
0: green. So did you have your cat with you cuz I know sometimes no, he, you take he, your cat? He, he
1: wasn't in a mood. He uh he was not feeling it. So I was out there by myself and uh I got ripped too smoking weed cuz we got some good plant material <laughs> okay so i go out there and um uh, i'm doing my laps i'm on my last lap by this point i'm fucking over walking completely and how many laps have you done so far like four or five i usually do four or five and i was to the point i was done so as i'm going around the front of the neighborhood some cr- some lady runs up and in my neighborhood my neighborhood's like a perfect little square and there's like a little one spur road that goes to the main road okay that one spur is maybe what 100 feet yeah, something like that. So she's on the main road, and I'm at that spur. She runs and takes a few steps into the spur, says, I need help, and runs back down to the main road and continues on her way past my neighborhood. Now, I have eaten acid, I am ripped as fuck on weed, and I probably smell like weed. So my initial thought was, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so all the fucking goodwill. I mean, for, even before that, I was just kind of looking around like, for the cameras. Cause I was like, this has to be a prank. I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's a goat farm next to my subdivision. And I'm like, this is the most hood shit to happen in the middle of the goddamn country. Not just the middle of the country. You guys live in like a fucking nice neighborhood and shit like that. Yeah, it's like suburban America. It's some Stepford wife shit. So do you immediately imagine that you've possibly imagined this? I'm one, no, because that's not, I hadn't done enough drugs. I've spent years trying to imagine people (laughs) from drug use. It is not easy. That was not a possibility. Um, I really saw it and I was like, (sighs) it was more like that than uh, that. So I I go, I don't have my phone on. I didn't bring my phone, because so I'm just walking around the neighborhood, and I don't want to get distracted on Facebook instead of keeping my heart rate. Because <laughs> I'll straight up stop and be like, "Oh, somebody sent me a message. Look at my political post." Because I can't walk and Facebook at the same time. It's a weird thing. Fall off the goddamn curbers. You keep blowing out his knee and shit on Facebook. Yeah, I've already one got day. bad legs. I don't need to fuck with them. So I go back. see disease, the time bad I, legs. By the time I walk around, I'm almost to my house. I'm starting to feel bad. Like, what if that's somebody's daughter? What if that? What if she's getting beat up by a boyfriend, something like that? So let's walk through it though. Like, why would she be running down the street? Dude, I don't fucking know. She looked disheveled. I bet alcohol was involved. She but I like, say it like, why would you How would she need help? Like, well, I found out some information, but it doesn't. You know, it goes to the story to find out later. Quit trying to fucking ruin it. Ass. I'm just asking, like, why <laughs> well, she would be doing. You're that? like the person that goes to a movie and goes, "Why are they doing that?" And I'm like, "I want you to say movies, you are okay." <laughs> <laughs> I know as many details as you do right now. Okay, Yeah, so quit trying to jump ahead. So I, I feel bad and I see this neighbor and I ask, I, I wave him down. I say, hey, you guys call the cops. Some lady said she needs help running down Corner Road. That's the main road. And they were like, okay. Younger guy, I think he's like a 20 year old who lives somewhere in the neighborhood. He pulled in and I waved him down and he was like, did you see that lady? <laughs> so I know I didn't imagine it. He goes, did you see that lady going down the road and hollering? And I was like, yeah, she asked for help. He's like, "Do we need to call the cops?" I was like, "Well, the neighbors down there did, but it probably wouldn't hurt if you called them too." So they know. It's so fine. now you've got like everybody. Why don't you just go fucking home at this point? Because I, I don't know. Because I've already reported to somebody, and I'm supposed to go meet the police at the front now, so I can tell them which way she went. No, the other people didn't see him. So he goes. Why don't you just tell the twenty-something-year-old guy who's sitting in his car probably you, vaping? See, that's you. That's that's shame. Let me just ditch this on somebody else and go about my business. And fuck, if this person's dying, I'm like, if I'm in the middle of I'm, tripping, I'm at feeling forty back. years old. Hold on, you forget I had taken the acid. The acid had not kicked in. But I'm saying, and in the I excitement, know. shut up. In the excitement at <laughs> the moment, I forgot I
0: ate acid. <laughs> <laughs> so in my head, I know there's that 24 o'clock ticking going.
1: Yeah, well, I kinda forgot about Doop. that. So <laughs> I go up there to point, tell the cops which way I saw her. Cop gets there. He's cool. I also sm- know I smell like weed. I didn't know it. Cobb County is not marijuana friendly <laughs> like Atlanta. So, so you're, you're standing there uh, emanating weed. So he's smell. not really worried about me too much right now. He's just wanting to get the facts. Uh, and he drives up and down the road probably about 10, 15 minutes. He's, you can see him with his light spotlight because she couldn't go for, there's nowhere to go <laughs> except the goat farm. Right? I guess she could be out there fucking with the goats or something. I don't know. So <laughs> Just he imagine comes,
0: this crazy chick riding goats so he, to this forest. He comes
1: back, the fire truck comes, they look for her for a minute. He comes back and he's like, all right, well, I'll look for her. Um, so he goes, this is not the first time we've been out over here for something. Apparently there's a couple, an older couple who uh, drink a lot, <laughs> and, they,
0: and they are very dramatic, apparently. When you live in a neighborhood where somebody is getting called, the cop, like the cops are getting called on them at all times, it's all, it's one of those things. The
1: cops that, know about
0: them. I'll exactly. put it that way. Well, the cops know them by name and shit like that. Like, you don't want to be that family. Yeah, he
1: didn't tell me their name, but the description I gave him matched. So, like, mid-age woman with kind of disheveled hair. And she was wearing, like, a T-shirt. And she, okay. was, she looked... She looked uh, like alcohol was a pretty big factor in her daily activities. Like bloated and shit like that. Yeah, like, she had that that look. The puffy look. Too old for how old she was almost. But anyway. So you're standing here talking to the so cop. So I'm sitting there, and right as he's like, all right, he wants to get our information in case he needs to get in touch with us later. And right as I start giving him my information, it's like, ding! <laughs> and all of a sudden, if you were in a Guy Ritchie movie... My eyeballs would have dilated immediately and the and the camera would have zoomed way the fuck out. And now all I know is the blue lights look fascinating.
0: <laughs> well now you're in the moment. I'm like when this happens chair. there's
1: like three other cops here by now by the way also. So now you know that you look fucked up. I have to well I mean the way I it was a pretty this lady looked pretty frantic so I was already kind of freaked out so I probably already looked freaked out. Yeah, but you didn't have dilated pupils when he first got there. I'll well, bet. they they weren't like it wasn't a DUI stop or anything. He wasn't shining lights in my face. And there's a lot going on. Okay. fire trucks. But in my head, I know oh, that I would be going, dude. He knows. He knows. that's exactly what was <laughs> happening in my head. This motherfucker knows. Quit staring at his blue lights. Quit staring at the blue look lights. Look at the ground. Look at the ground. <laughs> Give look him at the ground. Answer his questions. Don't go off topic because when you're tripping, you want to talk about everything. Oh my God. Yeah. And you want to fucking, did you know that Have you ever, your lights do you believe in aliens <laughs> officer? You don't need any of that. <laughs> did so you like, know give that your info. lights are fascinating, sir? And like, it took me a minute to get my phone number out because like, it's like any phone number. If you're not dialing into writing it, just reciting numbers. Cause I'm dyslexic. That's not easy to do. So I'm like, I finally get that out. And he's like, well, I think we've all done everything we can do to help this lady. I think we can just call it tonight. We'll run through a few more times. Thank you guys for calling. And I was like, yeah, thank you very much. And like, I look like the fat kid from Goonies. When <laughs> <laughs> he runs, and that's how I was running to the house. Chuck. I was so freaked out, I couldn't remember the garage door code. And I was like beating on my aunt's window to open the front <laughs> fucking door upstairs so they could let me in. And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I didn't want to tell them I was tripping because, you know. I just had a very traumatic night. You guys got to let me inside the house. <laughs> i so talk you, to the cops and they might come back. So you forgot the code to get in the house. Oh, dude, I was—I forgot where the fucking door was. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. They're oh. coming to take me away. <laughs> and, like, we acid you get caught with acid. It's like a manslaughter charge. It's a manslaughter charge? Yeah, they're fucking crazy about it. It's so not dangerous, but the law so doesn't make sense. The so, fact that heroin is a lesser charge than acid is so stupid. I, you literally can't physically die from acid. I actually had one time where I, when can I did it. You turn yourself like, into a retard, but you can't die. When, when I was 22,
0: <laughs> I did it once. Uh, and I remember being in the shower. We had this ledge that was like five and a half feet up. like, But it was just above your chest and shit like that where like the shampoo went. And I went to reach for the shampoo. And I remember the whole ledge going up above my hand. And I'm like, whoa. That's yeah, not see, normal.
1: So yeah, like distortions of perspective. Yeah. Spatial shit happens. Yeah. But But you don't, you don't imagine things that aren't
0: there. Like for anyone who's listening, let me go ahead and just say, this was a a terrible start to a trip by Kenny.
1: (laughs) Oh no. When I got in the house because my heart was racing so hard and I went to watch my movie, I was tripping balls. It was great.
0: Okay, so this is not the way you want to start a time that you'll be tripping. This is especially not the way you want to start tripping if you're in your 40s. Next up, we run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss tripping a little bit more and the possibility that somebody may eventually tweak the recipe of acid enough to either start The Walking Dead or create a super soldier a la Captain America. So check it out. We'll be right back.
1: After these messages... We'll be right back. Yeah. Hi, we're the Grave Girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Hawthorne. And I'm Amaryllis. Every week we watch a different horror film, and I find a scary story that goes with it that will definitely leave you shaken in your boots. And if you aren't wearing boots, my true crime case and murder... We'll scare the pants off you, and then you'll just be naked, and that's just that's just a fun time. So listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out our website at Grave-Girls.com. We love you all. In case we die, bye. Wait a minute before you begin, I must ask that you pay in advance. Five cents, please. What a sound! How I love to hear that old money clink, That beautiful sound of cold, hard cash.
0: Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So oh, I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one.
1: Yeah, hey, so tell me one more time how it is that God got you pregnant. Because when you tell me the story, it sort of makes sense. But then when I tell the guys at work, they poke all kinds of holes in it.
0: Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews? Well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week, along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations, because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out and add a little weird to your day.
1: Look! The hack's back! Let's see if it'll make Frosty alive again. Happy birthday! (gasps) But Once once I conquered, my brother had to come over. 'Cause my brother has a heart condition too. And I made him hook me up to all his heart because he's a nerd. So he actually takes his heart condition serious. <laughs> he actually like does exercise so, like, all the so time. So he has like medical equipment that we should I should have, but I don't because I don't care. So <laughs> he came over and he hooked me up to all his little heart monitors and he was like and I didn't want to tell him I was tripping either, because he's a nerd and he'll he'll snitch on me. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you think he's gonna call your dad? And so, be like, I have he's your, tripping. I have your brother on the phone, by the way, Scuds, who knows by now. He's putting
0: together, he's uh, tripping. To put, yeah. And he's
1: teasing me a little bit, but he knows too. He's tripping with me plenty of times. <laughs> he knows that I'm not imagining a person. <laughs> but the whole thing happening, me freaking out, definitely. Oh, he gives him fucking leverage to be like. I bet you imagine. Oh, he's in the background going, because I did tell everybody I was high. And he's all like, don't don't let the drugs do you, man. Do the drugs. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Scuzz." So my brother hooks me up, and he's like, this is weird. And I'm like, what? He goes, your heart rate and blood pressure are like ideal for like a fighting or combat situation. And Scuzz is all like, oh, I know what he's doing. And I'm like, Ah, because that's what acid was really designed for originally was to like make super soldiers. See, that's the thing is I always wonder if somebody's going to fuck so around I'm with the recipe. Out.
0: Hold on. I'm wondering if somebody's going to fuck with the recipe one time too many. And we are going to have some sort of Captain America shit. But it's not going to be like a responsible Steve Rogers kind of <laughs> guy. It's
1: going to be Captain Kenny. It's gonna <laughs> No, it's
0: not going to be Captain Kenny. It's going to be Captain Tweaker. And we're going to have some motherfucker running <laughs> no, around Racing with like doesn't super. doesn't make you tweak all the time. No, I'm talking about like it's going to be some tweaker, some irresponsible asshole who's going to become Captain America. It would be, be so America. much
1: more fun if I became Captain America.
0: It would, but I'm saying that's. <laughs> (laughs) not what we're gonna get we're gonna get some idiot out there like bo
1: who's gonna become captain america no dude bo would fuck it up even if he got the right (laughs) formula Bo would fuck it up and somehow it would kill him Like, he put in his bomb or
0: something. But somebody's going to, so this is, I always think about shit like this, that somebody's going to fuck
1: around with something. It would just turn Bo into a normal person if it was a super <laughs> serum. <because laughs> he becomes an, an, an actual fucking mongoloid at this point. So, you just step up a level. If I took it, I'd become, you know, the ideal human. He'd just become normal. See, but I also could not imagine you as Captain
0: America. Oh, I either. could. Oh, I <laughs> because could. you're you're the Winter Soldier. Dude. Be, you were not Captain America. You would be America. Captain.
1: Do what I fucking told you to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> you were you are fucking Winter Soldier. You were no Captain America, sir. Captain America's soft sometimes. That's I would I would defend democracy on the hard issues. My favorite Captain America thing. Everybody ever, would hate me too because I'd be so I'd be I'd be equal. You're, you're Superman in that alternate universe where, like, he just
0: becomes enraged with power, and he's like, look. The one where he rips the Joker's heart out? Exactly. Yeah, yes. you're, you're the guy who's like, you know what? Y'all just do what I say, and um, nobody gets hurt. Okay? And, and then
1: half the population will be like, he has a point. <laughs> our, our leaders, were fuckheads, so Like, I just <coughs> see you running through fucking I think, Congress. I think in that world, I would have supported Superman. <laughs>
0: See, I would have always been on the resistance side because I always would
1: want, like, peace You'd say justice. that until they offered you homemade dog food or some shit, and you'd, be, you'd be like, I'm selling it out now. They're supporting our, our ridiculous dog food needs. <laughs> well, you know, Superman is pro-homemade oh, dog food. And, oh, I, I had your brother call my boss.
0: Why did my brother call your boss?
1: Because I really thought I was going to go to jail or die from doing the right thing, and I wanted to tell him ahead of time so he wasn't surprised on Monday. And my boss doesn't care what I do. Maybe he's fucking care if I smoke weed or drip. You don't give a shit about that. Well, I can understand that. Like, if you're not at work, like, it really doesn't like, matter. We were, thinking, so many- we were thinking about trying to get mushrooms to treat people with TMJ. Really? Yeah. We couldn't get it approved. We use ketamine. You use ketamine? Yeah. Legally. You use legal ketamine
0: on people to treat TMJ. Yeah, what does it do for It's it? in a cream. It's in a... <laughs> That's a whole new world
1: right there. What the mm-hmm. fuck? We have to go to a special pharmacist and have it compounded.
0: Oh, yeah, I've heard of those uh, pharmacies before where doctors want like certain compounds and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a custom compounded
1: cream. It's got uh, anti-inflammatories. The ketamine relaxes the muscles and allows the joint to heal.
0: Um, And how much of this uh, cream could you get? Can
1: I get none, (laughs) (laughs) asshole? I'm fucking up my job. Um, This is where people don't know the difference between half the people you know do drugs. They're just responsible adults, just like people who drink can be responsible adults. There's the one thing I don't go to fucking work. Well, I did go to work tripping once and I learned my goddamn lesson. I've never done that, dude. I did. I was I've tripping. never done it that. It wasn't on purpose. It was mushrooms that lasted too long. <laughs> like you I had ate to go them to like work Yeah, I, I ate them at like eight o'clock the night before. It was like middle of the week. And I was a dental assistant at the time. And like I left that morning and then dude, I was still tripping balls. And first of all, it was like a monsoon raining. I worked at Midtown Atlanta. Oh, that is just bullshit! So having to to go to Midtown Atlanta, tripping balls, and I'm not happy about tripping at this point because I'm all like, "God damn it!" And I shit you not, my first patient was a death dumb blind midget, (laughs) and I really thought people were fucking with me because they knew I was tripping. I was like, "This cannot be." Are you serious? I I shit you not. Did you imagine like the spatial thing? Like it's a normal human. The whole office was a buzz about the talk of it being a midget. A deaf. They dumb, were like they could see, midget. but they were legally blind, and like he could hear a little bit, but he was legally deaf, and he was one hundred percent a bitch. <laughs> 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 and I was like, y'all, if God's not trying to tell me something right now, I don't know what's going on because this is what I get for coming to work fucked up. I so, should call out like a regular goddamn person. What if they were hung over?
0: So speaking of being responsible, I did the same shit one time when I was like twenty-three or something like that, or t- no, twenty-one or some shit like that. So I'd hung out the night before with Amy and Jamie, doing fucking uh, like did three hits or some shit like that of acid. Woke up the next day, I was the ride for every motherfucker in my band. <laughs> okay, I was in a band of a bunch of losers who didn't have fucking cars, so I had to obviously go when you're in a Paul- band with Paul, exactly. So I'm driving to go pick everybody up, and I am still tripping as I'm driving. And in my brain, I keep visually visualizing myself crashing into these other cars. And I'm like, "This is a good man. We got to get off the road." Like I'm immediately like, "Oh my god, we got to <laughs> get off the road right now." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody who's in the car is like, "What's wrong with you?" Because like I'm keeping it together. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no, no. To them, <laughs> to them you might be. <laughs> to them, I'm keeping it together. But in my head, I'm like. We're going to die. We're going to die. I'm oh going to crash God. this car. I'm going to flip this car over. All, everybody in this car is going <laughs> to die. The car is <sighs> going to catch on fire. And this is like 12 and a half hours after I'd taken it. And I was like, I never want to do this again. And that's one of those things for anybody out there who's never done this before. Because this is not something I do now. But this is like for anybody who's never done it before. Hey, you need there's a 24-hour window. There's a time when you do this. If I mean, you're younger and you you're, you're listening to this. You smoke weed before work. There's really nothing wrong with that. If
1: you've ever, if you get high as fuck before you go to work, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're younger and you're listening to this and you're wondering like what it's like to do it, I promise you, no human being has ever wrecked their car because they were high. Because you are so paranoid when you drive. <laughs> it's not even paranoid. You're just like little things are more fun when you're high. So you're like, turn on my little turn signal, <laughs> make this you, right turn. You nice. you a month. game and shit when, See, you believe, when you're well, high. Uh, when I'm high, a lot of times I pretend I'm Han Solo. You're presenting your hot solo? In Cobb County's the Imperial. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Imperial Army? The Imperial Police
1: Force. Do you, ever, do
0: you ever imagine yourself Mario from like a Mario Kart kind of thing?
1: No, Mario Kart's not a safe way to be driving. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <It's, laughs> next thing, it's like driving for Mad Max and calling it safe. No, Mario Kart's the most cutthroat game in the existence of the universe. So, um. Out there throwing turtles at people and shit. <laughs>
0: So today, I want to let you know, I, I did something really crazy today. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this because it kind of plays into the whole driving around high thing. Um, we went to go see my dad. Now, what I haven't told um, you know, anybody because I haven't talked to on the podcast about it since it happened is my dad is actually out of jail. He's halfway out. The whirlwind known as Dennis is actually about to be unleashed back on the world. Now, well, mind if, you,
1: he, if he doesn't screw this up. <laughs> exactly. which is, let's be honest. There, there's there's an if there.
0: <laughs> well, there is always the possibility that they get in like a really bad rest, uh, argument about wrestling or something and like that. He punches that. somebody or something. And, well, you got to remember, though, this is 64-year-old Dennis. This isn't like, you know, 30-year-old so, Dennis. Yeah, he hurts his hand and hits somebody. <laughs> no, my dad is, like, so stoked about getting out. It's not even funny. Like, today, I actually saw him wearing blue jeans. That's got to be weird. It was so weird because, like, for the last 25 years, he's been in some level of jumpsuit. Like, every time you see him, he's had some sort of a jumpsuit on when you go to watch We got to talk or about these cats. Talk about cats?
1: Yeah, me and your father. We got to discuss his problem um, with
0: cats. I told my mom, I was like, do not show Dad the podcast. Do not teach Dad how to get on the podcast. Do not show Dad what's going on.
1: I You don't can want not him. talk about on the podcast all you want, but on Christmas Eve, we're going to have to talk about some cat history and well, how that's inappropriate, sir. Well, we're not going to be having him home for
0: Christmas uh, this year. Because he's still in, like getting acclimated in the halfway house and everything like that. But when we left after seeing him, like we hung out with him, you know, for a little bit at the uh, at the halfway house and everything like that. Did the visit I'm gonna need a
1: I've written letter to all cats apologizing for his past cat and Craig Travis So what? I, mean, I have to be a, lead, a responsible leader of powpaws. I cannot let this slide as that leader. Listen, Peta, I'm trying to tell a story here. Okay? Look, Peta is assholes. I just want a letter of apology. I'm not saying the man's life has to be over. But he needs to be remorseful toward cats. My dad doesn't give a shit about cats, dude. Yeah, well, that's going to have to change. My dad doesn't give a shit about cats. Wow. In
0: fact, he told me he doesn't like your cat most of all. Oh, now we're starting a GoFundMe campaign. <laughs> <laughs> What's the GoFundMe going to be for? To hire fucking protesters to follow your dad around. <laughs> I swear to God, if you get cat protesters to follow my dad around,
1: well, all so, he needs is a letter of apology to the other cats. So when we leave. He murdered innocent cats, sir. When we leave
0: after going to see him, and we go to sit down. We actually had they to Did he murder any to... cats? No, he didn't murder any cats. There were no cats to murder. Now, if there would have been some cats in there, he might have gotten some sort of a, a, a accoutrement to attack them with. I'm See? not sure. See? So when we leave, we sit down, and we start telling a story about how my dad had decided that he wanted to grow his own weed when me and my brother were younger. And he decides he's going to grow one plant. And he's like, you know what, darling? I'll just be able to harvest this plant when I want to get some. And I won't even have to buy no more. I'll just be able to get all I need from this one plant. my mom was like, Dennis, stop being dumb. Cut that plant down. <laughs> we got children in here. Okay. <laughs> so my dad decides he's going to harvest the
1: plant and everything like that. It doesn't, it's not as easy as people think. No, it's not. I'm, like, it's I've grown a little weed just for fun and you don't get very much on one plant. No, exactly. Like you have to have like a room from what I understand
0: <laughs> to get like you get like an ounce. So. <laughs> So my dad, a couple of days
1: before this, before he decides to harvest the plant. And then after you dry it or you can smoke, that ounce is like a quarter. So it's, yeah, it's not a
0: lot. So when, like two days before this, before my mom tells him to cut the plant down and everything like that, he brings this guy over in the neighborhood. And they both hang out downstairs and they smoke some green and everything like that. And my dad would bring my little brother down there and my little brother, Stephen, would put on his shoes and he would act like he was tap dancing. And like... My dad would get high as fuck in the basement and just giggle his ass off watching my little, like, six-year-old brother do this, like, quote-unquote tap dance routine. We're telling the story today at Chili's after we got to see my dad. And Steve was, like, you know, I'm sitting there tap dancing and everything like that. Well, he brought this guy over and was like, Stevie, Stevie, do that tap dance thing with the shoes. Do that, do that tap dance thing with the shoes. And he starts dancing, and him and this other guy are just laughing their ass off. Well, when they get ready to leave, this guy goes, hey, Smitty, would you sell me some uh, Matt some Green? And my dad's like, no, dude. I don't have enough. It's just a small little plant. I don't have anything going on yet. And they go back and forth, and they get into an argument, right? And my Why dad, I'm not surprised about this. Well, it's it, it's not like you know, like my dad doesn't punch him or anything like that. But my dad, yeah. I mean, he, he's like he's like you need to get the fuck out of my house, okay? You need to keep on. You need to get the fuck out of my house. So, dad, mom, and dad talk about the plant and everything like that. So this guy immediately goes and calls the cops on him. So two days later, my dad <laughs> harvests the plant that afternoon. I'm sorry, the next afternoon, me and my mom and my little brother are sitting at the house. My dad is at work. He's harvested the plant. It's like barely a stem at this point, like this tall. Like He cut it all the way off and everything like that after he did it. My mom was like, get rid of it. So that afternoon, we're getting ready to go to my granny's house, and we see armed GBI agents – Told you, running the, through the forest. The he called that afternoon. You know that, right? Running through the uh, forest in, in, behind our house, we get like three sedans, like these burgundy unmarked cars and shit, like pulling in. They go through our house. It's like an episode of fucking MacGyver or some shit like that, where they're executing a search warrant and shit like that. My dad didn't have a pipe, right? So he had cut holes in the top of a coke can. <laughs> ass. Like
1: the most poor. Way to smoke weed. We didn't even like, in the we world. didn't have a bowl. I used a turkey baster and a two liter and some peanut butter and made us a fancy ass bong. So, for anybody who doesn't know, if you don't have a bowl to smoke your
0: weed out of, he's you not he's underselling
1: this. What you do is you just like crush the can in half. Right. So, where the fold is so on the one side, that becomes your bowl. It's a horrible bowl, by the way. And you punch a couple holes in there. God, it's horrible. You taste the <laughs> aluminum and you can inhale through the drinking hole and god you're better off making one out of an apple so my dad which is dad. easy by the way it's not even hard to make an apple ball my dad did that first off they come in and they're all like get on the ground get on the
0: ground like my mom my little brother and me we're both under 10 years old at this point right so they come in they find the plant they're like we got all this weed down here my dad legit had like a quarter and this like stem okay and they bring this thing up where they've got the coke can and they go miss smith or i'm sorry mrs smith Did you know that your husband was smoking crack? (laughs) And my mom starts crying.
1: She's like, oh, my God. I was smoking crack. That's a good segue to uh, the time I got accused by a police officer of smoking crack. Why were you
0: accused of smoking crack?
1: Because I was a loud kid. And the guy was looking for something to give me trouble over. And I sat there and watched him knowingly, knowing that he was testing a French fry. (laughs) (laughs) For crack, residue. (laughs) No, because he thought it was a piece of crack. It was like the end of a French fry. Oh, my God. Lord really? Lord. And I was like, I think Adam was with me. I think Adam was the one that was right in his mouth. He's like, that's a French fry, you dumb motherfucker. Because <laughs> you know Adam, his parents both being cops, he had no respect for the law. Adam, every he was time. He's like, you must get- be a rookie. He always called them rookies.
0: <laughs> every time you would get pulled over with Adam, you're like, Adam, shut your goddamn mouth.
1: You just shut your because every now and then, though. If there were more than one cops, and he did figure out who the rookie was, as soon as he started making rookie jokes to him, the other cops would turn on the rookie. <laughs> that part
0: did work. <laughs> So what, what ended up happening with you, uh, when you got arrested? It or when you failed
1: got... the test because it was a French fry. <laughs> they had to let me go. Did and we made mad fun of that guy right to his face. We're like, you just used to fucking drug test on a French fry. <laughs> and I was like, I'll eat it in front of you to show you. That is
0: fucking, that, that is the most white privilege thing I've heard in a long time. Because oh, then dude, you totally, made fun I, of him I totally to his face. believed
1: in white privilege and took advantage of it. Like, if I had black friends, I'd be like, no, you can't drive on the weed run. Duh. <laughs> it's just, Dude, that's just poor bro- planning. I've told my brother before, I'm
0: like, listen, if we get pulled over, you guys are basically black because you have all the tattoos and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your mouth shut and let me talk, okay? Basically,
1: they are. <laughs> I mean, let's
0: be honest. Nowadays, it's changing, though. No, it's changing. But my, my little brother, Steven, is like 80% covered on his body. Like, his face isn't I mean, covered. He doesn't
1: have well, He doesn't face tattoos because that's stupid. But he,
0: his friend who was in the back seat did have face tattoos and shit like that. And I'm like... <laughs> Elliot, you just shut your goddamn mouth if we get bowled over, okay? You basically look like a crazy person right now, and I'm the white guy from the suburbs who doesn't look like a crazy person. Let's let me do the talking. Yeah, it was, it was a fun night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see how this sounded. How much was that one? Uh, over 30 minutes.
0: Nice. Get one. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at pod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, I'm going home. You're not going home. You're I'm here. Home. Well, you're going home out of my home. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here until I'm done.
1: You're done.
0: For one brief moment, I saw all the bolts Silhouetted against the lights of the traffic And then they were gone
1: Oh Fudge Only I didn't say fudge I said the word The big one The queen mother of dirty words The F-dash-dash-dash word What did you say? Huh. Um, that's what I thought you said